Welcome to the Madcast. You're listening to a podcast that strives to bring the church world and the art world closer together. My name is Matt Anderson. I want to thank you for joining us for this episode. And again, if you're listening to me on Apple or iTunes or whatever platform on which you receive this podcast, would receive a five star rating and review if that's a possibility. It really helps us out. So this is the week of Thanksgiving here in America. Uh, This Thursday, most likely, a lot of us are going to be taking in a lot of carbs, which is uh, what I anticipate the most. Um, And so I want to speak on that topic. But before I do, I've recognized in life that we all just kind of need reminders of humility. I wish I didn't need those, but (laughs) I do. Um, one particular Sunday morning, I was speaking at a church, and when I finished, um, a gentleman came up to me. He was the men's director of the church, and he said, Pastor, listen, I, uh, uh, we, we, we want to create an event. We want to have a retreat for our men, and we want to bring in somebody who just really knows the Word of God and can preach the Word to us and minister to us like men. So in my mind, I'm kind of already thinking about my calendar, you know. And he goes, so if you know someone like that, could you have them give me a call? <laughs> I went, oh, uh, yeah, I'll be on the lookout. <laughs> I guess we need those reminders. Because life happens to all of us, and we have our moments that we start to kind of lose our head. Um, humility is there for when our head gets too big, but I think Thanksgiving is there when things are a little too small and we think less of ourselves than we should. It's amazing what happens to our thinking and our thought process. It's amazing what happens in the battle of our minds. And we know that as, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so the, uh, the enemy of our soul is looking to do what he can to disrupt our thinking. And when we talk about Thanksgiving, it's not a holiday. It is a discipline. I think it is an important spiritual tool uh, on the tool belt of Christianity that you and I need to pull out regularly and utilize in our life because what it does is it, it, it helps our mind to stay at that godly level. It really affects our thinking more positively than almost anything else. Uh, I want to read a scripture from Psalm 50, and this starts at verse 7. O my people, listen as I speak. Here are my charges against you, O Israel. This sounds like a prophetic message here in Psalms. I am God, your God. I have no complaint about your sacrifices or the burnt offerings you constantly offer. But I do not need the bulls from your barns or the goats from your pens. For all the animals of the forest are mine, and I own the cattle on a thousand hills. I know every bird on the mountains, and all the animals of the field are mine. If I were hungry, 
I would not tell you, for all the world is mine and everything in it. Do I eat the meat of bulls? Do I drink the blood of goats? Make thankfulness your sacrifice to God and keep the vows you made to the Most High. Then call on me when you are in trouble and I will rescue you and you will give me glory. Isn't that interesting that on the surface, Israel was doing everything right, but the Lord is telling them, I don't need you to kill another animal. I need you to be thankful. That's how powerful Thanksgiving is in the courts of heaven. And what I have found or am finding is that Thanksgiving covers sort of all levels of time for us, past, present, and future. And so I want to just tackle these in this podcast. And and because um, wherever we're at, if we find ourselves in, in, in a, a negative place and our, our mind is going really bad directions, we're believing false narratives. We're not giving God a chance to show up and uh, speak into our life. I think Thanksgiving may be what opens the door for that to come back again. There's a reason why I chose Monumental Ministries to be the uh, the name um, by which I operated. And it, it comes from the Old Testament, in which when God did something important or monumental, uh, oftentimes uh, the people of God would stack rocks or they would build an altar. Or they would sometimes change the name of a location because uh, uh, history was passed orally back in those days. And so that the new generation would come and see the, the different things and they would ask their, their fathers, why is this here? And the older generation would say, that is the place where God came through. This is the place where he provided. This is the place where he defeated our enemy. And when I think about the past portion of Thanksgiving, I think about how you and I, because of our sinful nature, some of us are very conditioned to think in all the wrong ways. Through what we've experienced in life, maybe we, we just are, our default is to think in panic mode or in scarcity. Uh, maybe we constantly believe that we've been rejected by God, that we somehow do not have his favor, we do not have his love. And then every subsequent challenge or adversity only adds to that narrative. Thanksgiving, I think, is one of the biggest ways that we can break the chain of rejection that we have long felt. And I think what we do is we, we need to go back through our life and we need to build some rock pile moments. We need to savor the moments and celebrate when God comes through in our life. Do we really intentionally do that? Is there, is there something that we do in response to God when he helps us to pay the mortgage and we didn't think we were going to be able to, or we recover from a sickness more quickly than people thought we would or doctors thought we would, or when we're given the promotion, uh, all those kinds of things. Do we really just stop and say, wow, thank you, Lord, for that? And it's good to do it in the moment, but, you know, for some of the bigger things of life, we need to really savor those things. You know, think about the people of God. When the Lord came through at the Red Sea and he provided that way for them to cross and then brought the waters back down upon the Egyptians, uh, drowning them, 
they didn't just say, wow, awesome. That's really great, God. All right, let's keep going. I think that's how we often operate in the church today. We kind of do our little task list. And when when we have a special event or we have a, an initiative or something that we do, and then God does his thing, uh, or someone even receives Christ in one of our services and people clap like uh, somebody just sunk a putt for par. We really need to do better at celebrating in the kingdom of God. We need to do better at celebrating the wins just personally. Can I just offer this to you? The next time you get a win, find a way to go out to eat somewhere and take somebody special with you, a spouse, a friend, something. Have a night on the town with all the intention of this is us celebrating. Because when the children of Israel crossed, they like did a feast that lasted for days and they were writing songs and dancing. And I mean, they really like partied as a result. And that's kind of the way it needs to be because that makes the memory stick. That allows the memory to get deeper inside of our head. We need to remind ourselves of the faithfulness of God. And when you and I go back over our life, and maybe you and I need to do this. Maybe we need to look back 10, 20, 30 years um, and remind ourselves of those moments and then intentionally, out loud, with our mouth, this is important, hear this, folks, not cognitively, but verbally, as the, uh, as the old song in the psalm says, with my mouth, I will make known your faithfulness, O God. There's something about our mouth getting involved in Thanksgiving. It can't just be us quietly nodding and, hmm, I'm pondering. You, it's a verbal thing. And it starts to break the chains of rejection because when we're tempted to think, oh, man, I just always get the short end of the stick, we start remembering the victories of the past and we realize we're a lot more victorious than we thought. We hear ourselves proclaiming truth and it waters the garden of our mind. Now, let me talk about the present of Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving puts us back in alignment right now with all the everyday challenges that we're going through. It just puts us right back in alignment. And it helps me realize that I am more blessed than I realize. Because I can get so focused on my little drama uh, that I forget that there's a big world out there. And there are people that are facing far more far more serious things. I mean, and, and not to minimize what you're going through, but sometimes we maximize what we're going through to the point that it seems bigger than God. I had a conversation today with, with someone, and uh, I had an incident personally in my car yesterday. I was, uh, I was driving around, and I got hit by a deer. Deer ran out into the street, uh, couldn't avoid him, just plunked right into my side, passenger door and dented it. I was just hacked. And uh, then I talked to someone the next day who had a similar incident, but her car was totaled. And I suddenly stopped and said, okay, I'm not like a martyr here. <laughs> we can, so I can turn myself into St. Francis of Assisi. If you give me long enough, I'll, I'll be like, I'm the, in the worst predicament. And when I start thanking the Lord, I realize, okay, this too shall pass, and we do suffer but light affliction, especially if we recognize Christ is with us. I'll put it more plainly. I mean, what if we get fired next week? I mean, what then? What will just naturally come out of us? I don't want to answer that question for me, <laughs> but what will come out of us? 
and it, and it might be a little bit ugly, but when we remember to start thanking the Lord, and we've done it in the past, and we go back to those little landmarks along the way, as we begin to thank Him, it just starts to remind us that, oh, okay, this isn't the first job, this isn't the first client I've ever had, this probably won't be the last one, so that must mean that God is just going to bless me with another one right now, right now, he's going he's gonna to come through because he's, look at his track record. So right now, I don't have to live in, in fear and uh, in anxiety. Thanksgiving doesn't just help us in the past. It helps us right now with all the stupid everyday little things that just nudge us a little bit. And if we can learn to thank the Lord in some way daily, it keeps us aligned with him. It, it hits that reset button. It reminds us we really don't have a clue what God is up to. We really don't. And that's okay. All we know is that he just gives and takes away. He's always in control. And as Job said, blessed be the name of the Lord. friends, this is Pastor Willie Woods from the First Church of Jesus Christ, the Holy and Blessed Redeemer. I've been hearing all these advertisements for all these lukewarm churches with their fancy cappuccino makers, smoke machines, and fancy light shows. Personally, I speak for the Lord when I say, He has had enough. In these uncertain times, we need to get back to Bible basics. Pray, live right, and enough with these skinny jeans that show the world your business. We take no shortcuts to holiness and preach the straight word with no frou-frou, feel-good, granola-crunching, man-bun-wearing, feminist, bleeding-heart manure. Now I got to warn you, you can visit, but you probably won't measure up. If you come in here with your short skirts, heavy makeup, high heels, and fancy accessories, and these days I'm talking to the fellas now, expect the right foot of fellowship on your way out. We're not playing around at First Church of Jesus Christ, the Holy and Blessed Redeemer. We preach that hell is hot and you're probably going there no matter what. So many people come to church for an experience. They want someone to greet them at the door with a handshake, hug, and a smile. They want someone to show them to their seat, have five people introduce themselves and ask them out for lunch, then have the pastor tell them how awesome and wonderful they are. I don't think so. You're lucky if we let you in the building, and then, if you're really lucky, we'll let you keep the bulletin. And we only preach from the King James Bible, the language Jesus spoke. We don't need your modernized, up-to-date, watered-down verbiage that hides the truth. 
you might actually have to look up a word later. Oh, what a tragedy. We are not here to entertain you. We are here to frighten you. So buckle up, punk. This is going to be brutal. So if you've got the guts to hear the truth as we see it, come on down to the First Church of Jesus Christ, the Holy and Blessed Redeemer, where our name is bigger than our congregation, and we're proud of it. talk about one more aspect of Thanksgiving, because I think it's important as not just artists, but just believers really need to put this into better practice. And we don't often think of this, but believe it or not, there is a future element to Thanksgiving. I think Thanksgiving anticipates God's blessing in the future. Because we've looked in the past and realized what he's done, And we're bringing him into our daily life and thanking him for just even the little victories that we have every day. Um, The car that stopped before it hit you or the uh, the person that you were able to bless at the gas station this morning. Maybe they were they were short on cash and you were able to give them a few bucks and you say, wow, thank you, Lord, for that opportunity. Just those things in our daily life. I think it then helps us anticipate God's blessing in the future. Because the enemy, the enemy wants us to be full of dread. That no matter what we do, no matter how hard we try, it's always going to turn out bad. That, you know, we're, we're Charlie Brown, always missing the kick. Uh, the ball's always going to get pulled away from us and all the always and nevers that we can fall into. Thanksgiving opens us up to expectation. Folks, God is not the stock market. He's not up 700 today and down 1,000 tomorrow. He, He performs consistently outstanding. And he's got us. And the more we can thank him, the more we can have confidence that no matter what comes in the future, no matter what trouble visits us, that the Lord is faithful and he's got us. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not talking about the prosperity gospel here. I'm not doing name it and claim it, blab it and grab it, you know, all that kind of stuff. That we just need to speak that, you know, speak that car into the driveway. <laughs> I've tried that one. We know, um, we know we're still going to have challenges and trouble. I mean, Jesus told us that. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart because I've overcome the world. Thanksgiving will help us understand that there's another side to this. It's not just us. It's, it's not this thing of, what am I going to do? It's the sense of, God, what are you up to in my life? Because we have a practice of thanksgiving. And that in the end, there, there is another side to this trouble, to this test, to this adversity, even if that's heaven. Even if we're not healed from the disease, we know what follows. We know it's eternity with the Lord that we can't lose. 
then it may not turn out the way we would like it to. But we let God be the author. We let him be the writer of our life. And we march along accordingly, thanking him along the way, keeping us not just aligned, but anticipating the future. That somehow the Lord will use this mess we're in to bring about his glory and to draw attention to him properly. And so I want you to know, God will do amazing things through your life this next year. God will connect you with someone who does not know the gospel, and you will be able to tell them. God will use your hands, your mind, you name it, to create something or some things that bring maximum glory to the Lord. God will work through your life to bless someone. God will remind you that what you make makes a difference. God will take a prayer that you utter and change someone's life through it. I believe you're going to pray for someone who's not well, and they will, they will recover because you prayed for them. Do you believe this? It's just believing in who the Lord is and how he works. Just keep thanking him. He has your life completely held together. God has great things in store for me. I want to challenge you just to say that line out loud. God has great things in store for me. I don't think that's a uh, braggadocious statement. It's a statement of confidence in who the Lord is. God has great things in store for me. So how I want to wrap up today is I want to, I want to just give us a season in which we can just thank the Lord. And so I, I, you know, I hope you're in a place where you can do this. If not, you can uh, do this later, but I want you to do this verbally. I want us to begin thanking the Lord because maybe it's been a long time and waiting until we're around the big table with everybody. It's probably not going to quite be the same. This needs to be something we do just with him. And so I want to invite you to verbally begin to thank the Lord for who he is and what he's done. Jesus, I want to thank you that you love us so much that you left your place in heaven. You left that place of glory and you decided out of love, not out of obligation, that I will be the bridge. I will be the one who fulfills the law. I will be the one who dies for my kids so that I can have them back again. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you for that kind of love. Indeed, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Lord, thank you for the people in our life. Right now, we just begin to name them by name. Lord, we thank you for our spouse. Thank you for our kids. Thank you for our family. Thank you for our friends. Thank you for people in our church. Thanks for our pastors. Thank you for the employment and the provision that you have in our lives. Lord, we don't say it enough. Thank you for the space in which we live. Thank you for the materials that we have, the food that we eat. Lord, thank you for the abilities that we have. I'm so glad that I can move. I have full use of my body. I can see, I can hear, uh, I, I can speak, I can move. Thank you, Lord, for these things. 
Thank you for coming through on so many levels. Thanks for providing the blessings so that I can actually pay my bills. Lord, we know every good gift comes from you. Thank you for giving me hope in a future. Thank you for your calling on my life. Lord, I never would even have known what I was supposed to do had it not been for you. And then you give us the talent and ability to carry it out. Lord, we are awed when we think about what you have done in our life. You have given us so much. Wow, thank you, Lord, for America. Thank you that we live in this awesome country. Uh, in spite of whatever faults there are, that we we can meet and worship uh, in, in full light and not have to do so in darkness. Thank you, Lord, that we have things like freedom of speech, um, that we have things that are seen as unalienable rights in this country. Wow, Lord, what a blessing to live here and to enjoy the economic blessings that we have in our country. Lord, you have really provided so much for us. And I pray that we will not stop this, this, uh, this monologue of just telling you, telling you how thankful we are specifically for the things you do in our life. I pray that right now, even as we do this, that chains of rejection are being broken right now in Christ's name. That whatever feelings we have of being neglected or, uh, or second class or even cursed, God help us, that those chains of rejection are now breaking because we're, we're revisiting the monuments. We're revisiting the, uh, the landmarks that you have placed in our life. Break those chains, Lord. I, I pray align us with you right now. Whatever, whatever things we don't know right now, whatever qualms we have, whatever issues we might be experiencing, Lord, we lay them down and we say, Lord, we want to be aligned with you and recognize that you are for us and not against us. Uh, Lord, we, we also anticipate and expect your blessing in the future. We won't dictate how or when, but we know you're a God who does that. And we just anticipate. We, we don't have to convince you to love us. We don't have to talk you into it. We don't have to manipulate you into blessing us. It's what you do. It's who you are. And we thank you for that. Fill us, Lord, with expectation and anticipation for whatever is coming next, because we know you always win. And Lord, we're on your side. And that means we win too. God, thank you for this wonderful discipline that you've provided for us. I pray we utilize it more effectively and more consistently than ever. In Christ's name, amen. Well, we appreciate you being a part of the Madcast. Our theme music is by Sound of Fusion. We really hope to see you again soon. This has been a production of Monumental Ministries. If you'd like more information about our books or resources, go to mattministry.com. Hey, thanks for having me over. I had a wonderful time.